The French president arrived in the Paris suburb of Les Mureaux to deliver a speech on separatism. Emmanuel Macron said there was no place in French society for divisions along religious lines. The biggest threat to France's values and secular law, he said, was radical Islam. What we must fight is Islamist separatism. It's a conscious, theoretical, socio-political project. It's repeatedly at odds with the values of the Republic and often leads to the creation of a counter-society. Macron said that Islam around the world faced problems. He said he wasn't stigmatizing Muslims, but some disagreed. So what is a greater danger? Cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad? or a country that incarcerates a million people. You know, if you've been following the news lately, you'll notice that the Islamic world, the Muslim world, has been under an awful lot of pressure by a lot of countries who believe that there is something seriously wrong with either the nations themselves, a lot of them are undergoing levels of civil war, of strife, of conflict, that we see not as much in any other parts of the world. And of course, we're living still in the post 9-11 period when 19 Muslim hijackers decided to take out the Twin Towers in New York, as well as the Pentagon in Washington, all in the name of their aberrant interpretation of their religion. As a result, a lot of nations are asking the question, just what the heck is going on with Islam? Now, of course, when it comes to terrorism, when it comes to what happened on 9-11, as well as thousands of other attacks that have taken place since then, it's not Islam itself that is necessarily the issue. Although I would take issue with those who say that these individuals who carried out these attacks have nothing to do with Islam. And as I've tried to explain uh, in several podcasts over the years, it has a lot to do with Islam, albeit a non-normative, non-moderate, non-mainstream interpretation of the faith. Still, there are lots of critics out there including the ex-president of the United States, Donald Trump, who, of course, instituted a, a ban on immigration from Muslim countries and seems to have used uh, many occasions to criticize Islam as a religion. As a consequence, a lot of Muslim countries get very, very sensitive when they are confronted with these issues or questions like, what's wrong with Islam? What's happening? Why does the faith seem to engender and give rise to all these terrorist groups? That sensitivity is to be understood, I would think. And yet I want to focus on two aspects of this today, which show, I think categorically, that many Muslim states really don't get it. They don't understand the nature of the threat and in their reaction to criticism, they've got it all wrong. Let's start with France. I'm sure you all remember that a month or so ago, a high school teacher named Samuel Patsy was killed and beheaded by a Chechen terrorist who was apparently incensed over the fact that the teacher had led a discussion group in his school about the infamous Muhammad cartoons. You'll remember those from the mid-2000s in which a Danish newspaper, Jyllands Posten, uh, had a contest about drawing the Prophet Muhammad and many of the cartoons that came out of that were at a minimum irreverent. This, of course, caused a huge backlash in the Islamic world, boycotts of Danish goods, and led to a few terrorist attacks uh, in Denmark itself by those who wanted to punish the publisher of Posten for daring to insult Islam. 
In the aftermath of the beheading of Samuel Paty, French President Emmanuel Macron came out quite definitively and asked the question, what is wrong with Islam? What is it that is happening with the faith? He called about an Islam in crisis. Boy, cue the outrage. There were a number of countries, all from the Islamic world, that called for boycotts of French goods. The French flag was burned in Libya, and there were protests around the world expressing anger and hatred for France for daring to ask the question, or rather daring to make the accusation, that Islam was in crisis. These were really pissed off countries that wanted to make a point that France didn't get it, and that France was insulting over one billion Muslims on earth. Since that time, Macron has tried to step back a little bit, uh, maybe lend a little more nuance to his his statement. Uh, I've read a lot of op-ed pieces in European and American papers saying that Macron was at fault. Here's a guy simply asking a question in the aftermath of the brutal murder and beheading of a French citizen, which, by the way, is one he's only one victim amongst hundreds over the past three to four years that have come out of terrorist attacks carried out by, yes, Islamist extremism in various parts of France. Therefore, the question was a legitimate one. But being the, the diplomat, being the politician, he's trying to, I guess, uh, make, make friends again, trying to sort of smooth the waters over. He doesn't want another reaction from the Arab and Muslim world that he got. Okay, so that's the first reaction. Let's turn to a very, very different situation in which the Arab Muslim world reacted in a very, very different way. I want to refer to you to the situation in Xinjiang province in northwestern China, where, again, I'm pretty sure you're all aware, the Chinese government has built concentration camps, over 85 of them, in which they have incarcerated up to 1 million Uyghur Muslims. 1 million people. The Chinese government has raised mosques. They have prevented men from growing beards. They have prevented women from wearing the veil. They have beaten people on these camps, which, by the way, they call re-education or training centers. We all know exactly what they are. They are facilities to basically put all Uyghur Muslims in to try to prevent them from, well, being Muslim. The Chinese government is also behind the mass in-migration of Han Chinese into northwestern China to upset the population balance. The area has been Muslim for the better part of, I don't know, 1,500 years, and Chinese, the Chinese government is trying to change facts on the ground. So what was the reaction, or what has been the reaction, of the Arab and Muslim world to the situation in China? Surely they would be very angry at this treatment of fellow Muslims, albeit Asian Muslims. They're not, they're not Middle Eastern. Like I say, they date back to uh, sometime in the first millennium of Islam. You would think that Arab states would boycott Chinese goods and criticize the Chinese government. Well, you'd be wrong. Virtually every Muslim state, including Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Turkey, and Pakistan, have, guess, wait for it, praised China's human rights record, called China a paragon of human rights, and have not boycotted Chinese goods. In fact, they're signing up at a record pace for China's so-called Belt Road Initiative, in which the Chinese government builds infrastructure right across the Middle East and Asia in, in ways that the Chinese government will actually control the infrastructure when the countries can't pay the debts. We saw that in Sri Lanka, with a port that was built. The Sri Lankan government couldn't pay. Guess who owns the port? What is it about what China's doing in Xinjiang 
that Arab and Muslim states don't get. What is it that they can't criticize this massive violation of human rights? This is being done on a scale we haven't seen in a very, very long time. Probably since the days of the Soviet Gulag. Maybe even going back to World War II with the Nazi incarceration of Jews in, in concentration camps. We have all these states who will spend all kinds of time getting very angry at France because of a couple of cartoons in which no one was mistreated and nobody died and nobody got hurt. That's how they vent their anger. And they ignore the fact that a million of their fellow believers, Muslims who have the same faith that they too, are being locked in these concentration camps, prevented from practicing their faith, having their mosques destroyed, having their books burned, having their way of life changed irrevocably. Is it just me or is this a bit of inconsistency here? Again, I understand that there is a sensitivity in many parts of the Muslim world. I've seen it here in North America, in Canada. A lot of uh, fellow Muslims that I have met over the years are getting a little tired of these questions about Islam in the wake of 9-11. There are certainly other forms of terrorism and they're getting tired of, of, of trying to answer the question or rather defend their faith from the accusation that only Muslims are terrorists. In the words of the idiot Ann Coulter, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslim. Categorically false. But for these states to know exactly what China is doing and to not call them out for it is hypocrisy at a minimum and is damaging to everyone else's view of the positions and honesty and believability of Muslim and Arab states. It's time for these states to address what's happening in China, to work with Western states who, by the way, have been very critical of Chinese policies in Xinjiang, my own country, Canada, being one of them. There have been many calls by Western states for China to be punished for what it's doing. It's time for Arab Muslim states to join that call. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think? Are Arab states overreacting to what happened in France and underreacting to what's happening in China? Love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com, on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and you want to get more of it, go to my website, borealisrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, provide your email address, you'll get free daily digests of all the material, blogs and podcasts, etc., sent automatically to your inbox on a daily basis. And you'll also get an earlier sort of look-see at some stuff before the general readership does. Love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.